You're listening to the Makers Making Money Podcast, a place where business-minded makers will learn how to sell their products, make money, and build a small business. Here's your host, Katie. Thanks for tuning into the podcast this week. We're back with another episode. And this week we are going to talk about how to save time in your business or your side hustle by outsourcing tasks, the tasks that you can outsource. So this is something that I've lightly tried in my own business. As as things get, get busier, I'm a one-woman show, so I understand that I definitely need to learn to outsource or delegate things where I can or even automate processes where I can. So this is something that, like most things that I talk about on this on this podcast, things that I'm learning myself and trying to figure out more ways to save time and work more efficiently as a small business owner. So I'm going to talk about a few different things that I have a little bit of experience with and also things that I'm curious to try myself um, as far as when it comes to outsourcing tasks and finding people to help you out with certain things. Um, So obviously hiring employees isn't always an option. So that's a very costly, huge undertaking Um, Even if you want to hire part-timers or temps or whatever it is, you know, there's a lot of expenses and and, um, kind of paperwork types of stuff that you have to deal with when you hire employees. So it's just not always an option. And also the finances aren't, aren't always there. It's not just, you're not just paying someone their hourly salary. You also have payroll taxes. You have workers' comp. If you're a maker like me, a woodworker, you know, it's going to be a a relatively expensive workers comp investment to hire employees for my business to have that type of insurance and and other like disability insurance things that might be required in your state. So hiring is costly and it's not always an option right away. You know, it's something you definitely have to work towards. I'm working towards that, but you know, we have to find other options to help get things done in the meantime when we can't hire staff to help us in that way. So there's a lot of different things you can do. One good thing that I've done a little bit, I've kind of um, dabbled with this, but that would be hiring freelancers to help you. So there's a lot of different websites. The website that I've used is called Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R, two R's at the end. Um, So Fiverr.com, they have a ton of freelancers all over the world. You can get stuff done relatively inexpensively. So um, I've had a few things done on Fiverr. I got actually the like the intro for this podcast, the voiceover. I got that done on Fiverr for like I think five or ten dollars, very inexpensive. And then I've also gotten because I have an Etsy shop. I also have a Shopify store. So I have gotten. I hired somebody. I believe he was in maybe Pakistan or maybe somewhere else. I don't remember. Definitely not in the U.S. But I found somebody to help me take my reviews from Etsy and import them into my Shopify store, which was awesome. I mean, it's, and I, I spent probably, I think it was 25 bucks to get like maybe two or 300 reviews imported. I don't remember exactly the numbers, but it was again, really inexpensive. And it's something I could have done it myself. It would have probably taken me a few hours to One, figure out how to do it. Two, gather all the data and everything that I need. And then, you know, make sure that it's clean and it looks good and and finish the work. So it's just like those little things that you can save yourself a few hours of time and and spend 25 bucks to do it. Um, 
it's important as your businesses and as you get busier in life, if you have a day job, you're just doing this as your side hustle, then, you know, we need to find people, find ways to make life easier for, for ourselves. And delegating things, outsourcing things is a really good way of doing that. So freelancers, hiring freelancers is definitely awesome. So like I mentioned, doing the reviews, that was really cool. It, it made my Shopify store a lot better now that it has product reviews on there. I didn't even realize, honestly, that it was an option to be using my Etsy reviews on Shopify. It's just like... I don't know why it didn't dawn on me. Maybe I'm like, you know, a little bit slow. I'm not sure. But, you know, it just it I didn't think about it. But then it's like now that I've done it, I feel like it actually has helped boost my sales on Shopify a little bit more. Now having those reviews and having a lot of positive reviews and stuff like that. So that was really awesome and worth it for me. Um, there are definitely some other things that I want to do. I want to get like some different music made for this podcast. Um, I don't love the music that I have right now. It's kind of annoying. So that's on my list. So I want to find somebody, uh, a freelancer on Fiverr that will help me do that, figure out some cool, like a cool beat or some music to, to use for my podcast intro. Um, so that's something I want to do. Also, if you do like social media stuff, I, I bet you can find people that can help with like videos or, or different kinds of things like that. Um, I think that honestly, you can find people just to do anything, even if you need to like make a spreadsheet to track your expenses for your business or anything like that, you can, you can find it all on Fiverr. So it's a really awesome place. And you know, it's like most of the work, if it's something relatively simple, it takes like a few, an hour or two or, you know, a few handful of hours of time, you can get it done for, probably under 20 bucks, honestly. Um, so definitely look into that. Also, you know, like if you want to have people help promoting your, maybe promoting your shop in different places, or I've seen things like people will, like if you write an ebook, for example, they'll help you like share it to different like forums or groups or things like that. So it's like there might be places where you can get people to share your website or share your products or share your Instagram page or something like that. So also that kind of promotional stuff to help do that legwork of kind of helping to market your business. That could be interesting too. That's not something I've looked into, but I'm going to in the future for sure. So definitely hire freelancers where you can to help you out. It's not as expensive as you probably, as you might think it would be. Okay, then the next option, um, so we talked about like hiring an in-person employee here in the U.S. It's a costly venture, lots of payroll, paperwork, stuff involved in that process, taxes, stuff like that. Um, but an, a good alternative to, to that, if it works for your business, would be to hire a virtual assistant, which is pretty cool. A lot of, a ton of people do it. And, you know, depending on where, and obviously you'd probably be hiring somebody internationally, somebody that's located in a different country where the labor costs might be a little bit lower um, or would ideally be a little bit lower. Um, this is an interesting category because I, I think I've mentioned before on the podcast, but I have done professional recruiting for a living before I started my woodworking business and took this on full time. But I, I still do a little bit of recruiting on the side as just like an, another source of income. And I actually focus on hiring like offshore employees for the companies that I work with. And um, I can tell you that you can get an employee for a very reasonable rate. You know, you can spend probably 
if you want a full-time person, like three, $400 a month, you can get a really good, savvy, well-spoken employee that can help you with any work that can be done virtually. So it could be social media, could be, you know, customer service kinds of stuff, could be help with your website, all those different types of tasks. So, you know, where an in-person employee might be out of reach, a virtual assistant could be really amazing. And if if you don't need a full-time person, you know, you can get it done. You can get uh, someone working working with you for a few hours or however many hours a week you want, and you can spend, you know, a few hundred dollars on that. So virtual assistance is really awesome. And if it's something that you're thinking about, like I mentioned, I do this, I did this for a living, and I still do it on the side. So it's something that I have gained a lot of experience in, and I can give you some pointers if you're interested in going that route. Um, I don't have any virtual assistants for my business yet or for myself, but I'm definitely thinking of ways that I can incorporate in that in the future. I mean, right now, a lot of the things that I need help with are more like labor-oriented stuff. So someone virtual, it, it just like, it doesn't really make sense. Um, yeah, there's like a customer service component to my business, but that's easy and I, I enjoy managing it on my own. So that's not something that I would outsource at this time, but eventually I want to definitely tap into the virtual assistant talent pool and and work with some people overseas and it's I think it's just like a fun experience in my recruiting job I have had an amazing time interacting with people all, all over the world and there's a lot of really amazing talent out there that that will be very loyal very hardworking, and yeah so that's that's a really cool option um So, you know, all of these things require, do require some like financial ability to invest in it. So what do you do when the resources maybe are a little bit thin or you're very early starting out and you just, you don't want to gamble or you, you don't have much money to put into it? So I was reading an article, I think it was a Forbes article about how to survive when you're the only employee of your company and everything falls into your lap. So it was, it was giving a few pointers. So I'm going to share those here. Um, so it gave basically three pointers of things that you can do to stay sane when you're the only employee of a busy small business. Um, so the first thing was the recommendation was to prioritize the customers, which I totally agree with this. So that means focus on the service or the product that you're providing to your customers. Focus on your customer service. Focus on being available to your customers when when they need you and when they want to hear from you and stuff like that. And make that your priority. And then the other stuff, like the bookkeeping or like, um, you know, more like admin type of work, save that stuff for when it can wait. You know, you can you can do your bookkeeping late at night or when you find some odd hours to to get it done. Like that you can get that done. You definitely don't want to fall behind on stuff like that, but but there's time for that. You have to prioritize your customers. You have to prioritize the sources of revenue so that your business can stay in business and you can continue on the path that you're on. Um so all of the time that maybe you spend like thinking about logos or business plan or all of these different things like those those things are important but the priority should be the customer and the value that you're providing to the customer 
Okay, the second thing that this article mentioned is automating processes. So, you know, like we mentioned outsourcing some tasks or finding people to help you out. You know, it might not be an option right now, but you might be able to find some ways where you can automate some of the work that you do. So, for example, like what we talked about, we mentioned bookkeeping. So I use QuickBooks. I connect it with my business bank account. Um, So that makes the bookkeeping process very simple because all of the transactions are automatically recorded. You're not digging through receipts and trying to figure things out at the end of the year when tax time comes up. You know, I really spend very minimal time on my bookkeeping, but when I do go in there to organize it and clean things up, it's already there because I've linked my bank account. Everything is is coming up. I have you can create different rules and different automations within QuickBooks so that it knows where to categorize things and and when you log in there's very minimal upkeep that you have to do. It pretty much does most of the work for you. So definitely do that if that's not something that you're already doing. So QuickBooks would be a good example of how to automate things. Another example would be like finding a way to schedule your posting for social media. This isn't something I do. I want to do it, but it's just like the times that I've tried it and the the like platforms that I've tried to do it on, it just, I don't know, it was like a little bit too much of an investment for me. And I don't like, I'm not good with the content creation side of things. So I don't like have a huge bank or library of content that's like ready to go to post where I have the, I don't, I don't really have the ability to plan things out. Cause I just like, when I want to post something, like I just make something in that few seconds. I don't really have like a bunch of stuff to lean on or a bunch of stuff like built up where I can plan out posts like a few weeks or a month in advance. So that would be a good example. I I mean, I definitely, I want to get to that place, but I'm not there yet. But I, I think that a lot of people use that, especially a lot of people who are heavy into social media use those kind of um, services to plan their posts and things like that. Okay. And then, you know, obviously like a lot of the automation can like, it, it comes back to like the finances of the business. So things as simple as like doing like automatic bill pay. I mean, stuff like that. We do these things in our personal life. So all of these little things that will save you time and save you that administrative burden will help you focus on what the priority of your business is, like the products you're making or whatever service you're providing. And, you know, you can be focused. We're all makers, so we can focus on the creative and the artistic side of the business, which is probably what we all enjoy the most. Um, and not have to deal with all the administrative. Okay, and then the last suggestion that this article had for small business owners who are the sole employee is to really focus on your ability to keep revenue coming into the business. So do the marketing, do the activities that you need to do to make sure that the business that you have stays and that it, it becomes stable. Because when you're a small business, you're you're not you haven't really scaled yet. So, you know, you're you're kind of relying on a relatively small customer base and you're you're counting on those customers a lot to to support and keep your business alive and profitable. Um, so in the in the article they gave the example of like a small business, if you lose one customer or a few customers, 
it's it affects you a lot more than when you're a large scale business. You can afford to lose some customers and it won't affect you that much, but when you're such a small business, those kind of those losses can can be detrimental to the business. So, um really focus on making sure that your you you continue to have sources of revenue coming in and if you if if you're like for example for us we're selling products in a lot of cases we're selling the things that we make um so we have to make sure that we keep creating new products keep reaching other markets and making sure that we're we're getting our target customer and we're we're speaking with them and we're showing them what we have to offer and we're making sure that they're interested in our product so all of those kind of marketing and brand building activities to keep people coming to your shop and shopping with you um will those are the things that will secure the revenue for your business. So this one like it's a little bit more I don't know, it feels a little bit more out there to me. I think when I was reading the article it was kind of more it felt like it was more geared towards like a service-based business where you know, you're like securing accounts. Like for example, if you're like a life coach for example, you know, you lose one life coach customer, like that's pretty big if you have only maybe maybe you only coach 5 people a month. So you lose one, like that's that can be really significant. So it's it's kind of hard to think about how this relates to more of like a product creative type of business like what we do, but um I get the point, you know, you just want to make sure you continue to have revenue coming in. If you if you, you you have to keep thinking about where's your next customer going to come from. That way if you lose customers, you're one step ahead. You're thinking about who else you're going to bring in, who who, who you're going to sell to next. Um, so I think that's good. But I, I think the most important thing was the from this article was the, the focusing on the customer part of it. I think the revenue piece also ties into that, obviously. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's really important to have a very customer-oriented business and make sure that that what you're providing is top-notch and that your customers are really enjoying your product. So that's basically what I read. I wanted to just talk about this topic of, um, you know, finding ways to outsource tasks and to try to avoid being stretched too thin as a small business owner. When you're wearing all of the hats, it's very easy just to get completely to be kind of just drowning in in all of the things that need to get done because there's just there's so much you know if you're selling online you have to maintain your website you have to make sure your pictures are good you have to make sure everything is going well you have to be also building the stuff (laughs) packaging the orders taking them to the post office ordering supplies like getting all of this stuff done so it's a lot and it can become a huge burden very fast and there are a lot of people that they're working a day job and they're also trying to do this at night, which I, I honestly don't know how people can do that. I think it's very difficult and I really applaud those people a lot who can work a full-time job, have that career going for them, but then also want to be building something on the side. I mean, I, I did that and um, I think my day job was like, probably a little bit more flexible so I could like have a little bit more flexibility in the hours that I worked and stuff like that. Um, so I did it for a short time, but I don't think I could do it for for a long period of time. But I think it, it is important, you know, when you're building a small business to start it off on the side, 
keep your stable source of income. So it's, it, it is a necessity in a lot of cases. But yeah, it's, it's not an easy thing to do. So, you know, wherever you are in your hustle, in your small business, good for you. Keep, keep up the hard work and let's keep on this journey. Let's be makers making money. Let's find ways to outsource our tasks, save our time, be more efficient when we are working and, and also making sure that we're taking time for ourselves, for our families, and we're still having a life outside of work and outside of business and outside of our making. We don't want to be completely consumed. We want to be healthy, balanced individuals. So it's been great speaking with you on this topic. This is a really interesting topic. I, I'm, As always, I would love to hear your thoughts or if you have any suggestions on things that you've outsourced, if you've hired freelancers to help with anything in your business, I would love to hear some feedback on that and if you have any cool ideas of other things that we can we can tap into these freelance resources for, that'd be cool too. So thank you so much for listening and I hope you guys have a great week. Thanks for listening to the Makers Making Money podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Makers Making Money and subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. See you next week with a brand new episode.